fantastic. But this is part two, and this is about God's will for your life is to prosper. Who believes that, firstly? Who believes that? Uh, some religious thinking out there that we should just be getting just by and we shouldn't be greedy and we should, you know, not be asking for as much as we, you know, only enough for us. But that's totally selfish. And so I want to sort of jump on that. And then if I've got time, I want to tell a story about a, apparently a fellow that used to be up at Mount Penang Juvenile Detention Center. And who knows that I used to work there for six years and and a great story. Someone gave that to me only last night. I'll try and drop that in. But can we have the first uh, scripture? It's in Psalm 35, 27. And this is about Christians should be rejoicing that God has pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. And it's simply stated, God's will for you is prosperity. Every time you get blessed, every time that you get blessed, God is absolutely excited. And uh, it's likened to a tree, I guess, in Psalm chapter 1, verse 1 to 3. It talks about prosperity likened unto a tree when it's in full bloom, giving fruit and shade. And uh, who likes trees with no leaves and no fruit and uh, not much good for anything? But there is a tree that blossoms and there is a tree that gives fruit. And uh, it's those sort of trees that we can make use of. So I love that. You are prosperous when you are able to produce, when you're full of life, and when you are giving life. Who likes giving life? Who likes giving starters? Who, who likes giving? Who, who, who just likes giving? Who likes to be able to bless and produce? And, and um, prosperity is producing for others and living for others. In this state, you're able to grow even as a tree grows. You are like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth its fruit in season. I love it. I look back in the beginning, and prosperity is in the beginning. It's when Adam even took his first breath. The garden was full. He was prosperous until he sinned, and, uh, and then things went awry. He found himself in lack and working, toiling, actually, doing a lot of hard work to get ahead in life so and then i looked at abraham and there's a scripture in genesis 26 verse 12 isaac planted abraham was rich but then his son was rich and this it talks about isaac isaac planted crops in that land and that same year reaped a hundredfold because the lord what had blessed him the man became rich and his wealth continued to grow and he became very wealthy this might, um, you know, be contrary to some of your thoughts but uh, about what God wants for you in your life. But I want to challenge you that God wants to bless not only your finances but also your marriage. He wants to bless you with a smile. He wants to bless you with, with in, in your relationships with your children. Uh, he wants to prosper you in every way, physically and spiritually. He so wants to prosper you. So Jeremiah tells us this in 29 verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Um, according to Webster's, prosperity means the condition of being successful or thriving, especially economic well-being. I've got a great story. I've got to pull up. It's a great story of a guy that was in Mount Penang and eventually jail. And uh, have, we got his, have we got his picture there? 
Have we got his picture? This guy. This guy here. The former convict, Dean King, says a chance to do a rehabilitation course in jail was his luckiest break. For years, he left prison. For the last time in 1990, Dean King did not whisper a word of his past to anyone, did not mention the fraud of the car thefts or the multiple aliases or the time he impersonated a police officer to force sex from prostitutes. And he certainly did not mention the murder. Charged with murder at 15, King says, shaking his head, I mean, it's not the sort of thing you put in your tenancy application, tenancy application. These days, King does not need to fill out tenancy applications. Instead, the 45-year-old father of two lives in a beachfront home on the Gold Coast. And I'll just, I'll just paraphrase some of this because this is, this is a great story. Can I just have my glasses on? I'm on a fast. And my, my, my vision's fading. Fasted water from Monday to Friday. Boy, was that a struggle the first day. Second day is a, another struggle, but the third day is all good. Fourth day, you're away and running, but your eyes fade and uh, you need glasses. Let, let, me, let me just expand some of this guy's story. Thanks to his several businesses and property portfolio, he's a self-made millionaire with a pan, pa, pension for business class air travel and heli skiing holidays in Canada. But the money, mate, is just a byproduct. I'll try and speak like him now. But the money, mate, is just a byproduct of what I've been through, he explains. You have to understand that before, I never felt any guilt. I had no empathy or compassion. I didn't know what feeling was. So my biggest achievement is just becoming a human being. Alarmed by the recent Vogue and TV crime drama, including Underbelly and the Golden Mile, King is determined to let people know that the criminal life is not like that. It's a life of fear and shame. But there is another life beyond it, if people really want it. King was born Dean James Kent on Christmas Day, 1964, the youngest of four children. He grew up in a three-bedroom weatherboard cottage in Piermont with his three siblings, seven cousins and assorted aunts and uncles. His father, Jack, worked on the wharves. He also, he also stole from visiting ships and supermarkets, hams, butters, lollies, anything that he could fit down his pants. Both parents were alcoholics. Neither of them ever laid a loving hand on him. Desperate for attention, Dean would act up. He just guy would act up. At the age of seven, he attacked the local paper boy in the street, biting off his ear. When I came back to the front door, Dad was standing there with a big smile on his face and gave me 20 cents. By the age of 12, King was smoking pot and doing LSD. At 13, he had his first pinch when he stole a woman's handbag, jumped the train to Gosford. Soon after, he punched a girl in the face in the Balmain's Police Boys Club and was charged with assault. I was a total, I won't say that word, of a child, he says. Late one night in March 1980, a 15-year-old girl, two friends went to the house in Evan Street, da 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 they were backyard, when a naked man emerged from the house holding a baseball bat and an iron bar. Fight broke out, one of the King's companions, 22-year-old, someone stabbed the man to death. All three intruders were charged with murder, Craig was convicted, but the King's, the King's charge was downgraded to manslaughter, for which he got five years. I was sent to Long Bay for three weeks before they transferred me to the juvenile centers at Mount Penang, where I used to work for six years. He says at the bay, they didn't even have any clothes that fit me because he was so small, I guess. King spent three years at Mount Penang on his release. He took up where he left off, but embarking on decade-long crime spree, break and enter, car thefts, check fraud. That was interrupted only by jail time. He used multiple alias, goes on. His life was consumed principally by uh, heroin addiction, 
but also by ceaseless self-loathing. I used to take acid and stand in front of the mirror for hours and just hate what I saw, he says. I used to think I was an alien, I was ugly. Things turned around only by accident in 1989 while at Bargo Road Jail. King was offered a spot at Logan House, a residential behavior and drug rehabilitation center outside Brisbane. I thought it'd be a good way to escape, he says. I also heard they had a pool and a gym and girls. At Logan House, King took part in counter groups where residents would be subjected to long and grueling group assessments. It was all about honesty and accountability, he says. It sounds harsh, but it worked. After one particular session, King started crying. And he did not stop for six hours. It was the first time I'd cried in 20 years, he says. All the pressure lifted and I felt replenished. I was so drained, but I felt fantastic. King completed the program, determined not to go back to jail. On release, he got a job in a call center selling ad space in a trade union magazine. He worked hard and saved money. He learned to read and write. At the suggestion of his flatmate, a real estate agent, he brought an investment property, then sold it, making a little bit of money. Then he brought another place and made a little bit more money. In 1985, he bought a beachfront unit at Billinger on the Gold Coast, which he gave to his parents who were then living in public housing in Riverwood. I moved them up, King says. Mum loved it, but Dad hated it. But Dad then, he hated everything. By the mid-2000s, King had 13 residential properties plus four companies and a factory at Tweet Heads doing everything from printing to labor hire. He also now runs a job readiness program through Center Care. I tell participants to be truthful, to recognize your emotions, to communicate. I say, whatever you do, keep pushing beyond your fears because all the good stuff is on the other side. Everything that's happened to me, I've used as a learning curve. Either you learn something out of it and you mature or you get stuck. Isn't that a great story? Let's give it up for that guy. Awesome story. Apostle John says uh, in 3 John 2, And John was very dear to to the Lord. He was very close to the heart of God. And he says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. He then went on to describe some of the good works Gaius was doing for the Lord's evangelist. Stand up, Mark. Just stand up. God bless. He goes on after this. God bless you. Yeah, give this guy a hand. He then went on to describe some of the good works Gaius is doing for the Lord's evangelist and fellow workers. This guy, Gaius. Gaius could not have done much had he been homeless and poverty stricken so this prayer shows us this prayer actually shows us that john who would not pray an ungodly prayer says not only am i blessed that you gaius are prospering but i want all the peoples to be blessed and prospering and i find that amazing he prayed for gaius because it was god's will that he prosper and not gaius only It is a general truth that the Lord takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Psalm 35, 27. Can I just have that one again, please? God bless you. So as you're getting your seat together, and if you want to sow into this ministry, and if you want to sow into Mark's ministry, we're going to take the love offering up. We're going to take the tithes and offerings up. And as you begin to do that, I've got just a couple of more scriptures just to nail it. Encourage you to give generously this morning. Please mark the envelopes, love offering for Mark to Make it very specific, love offering. And mark everything separately, please, so that people can understand. 
Lord, we're expecting that, Lord, you will supply and multiply the seed that you have sown and increase the fruits of our righteousness, 2 Corinthians 9.10. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. It is to those who invested in missions that the Philippians that Paul wrote, and my God shall supply all you need according to his riches in glory, by Christ Jesus, Philippians 4.19. And if you read that in context, you can see how this makes sense in Luke 6.38. Give, and it shall be given unto you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, runneth over, will it be given into your bosom. For with the same measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Father, we thank you for the privilege to support your church, the missions overseas, the local missions here. Thank we have opportunity to support Mark's mission because he goes overseas. He goes to various churches. and So, Father, we thank you that we have the privilege to be blessed in our giving. May you bless every giver in the house, Lord God. May you bless them radically. May you prosper them radically. And the saints say, and the saints say, amen. God bless you. Let's take that up. God bless you.